Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. In today's episode, we welcome back Emily Washkovich, the host of the Behind the Review podcast from Yelp and Entrepreneur.com. You can find our podcast on any platform, so download and listen. In today's episode, part two of four, we're talking about online platforms. Because even if you hate them, you still need them for your business. I want to welcome everyone to the live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, and PoolInvoice.com. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, so as you know, we've been having a waiting list where we haven't been taking on pools. And yesterday, we actually just opened up. So now we're starting to take on more pools and get those scheduled. And uh, after that, it's just a matter of getting our next team member on board and trained up. And so as a part of that, I've actually had to fire up my LinkedIn page and kind of beef that up. And while I was doing it, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what, Emily would be really proud of me right now for getting this social profile thing going on. So I just wanted to put that out there. And I just got to say, John, like the minute you show up in the room, like my cheeks just start like curling, like I don't know what it is, but I just can't stop laughing. So is it that you can't? You can't stop laughing or is it a man crush? I mean, what are we talking about here? It could be a a bro crush or I don't know. It could be a bro crush. My cheeks hurt already. So thank you. (laughs) Uh, John, you're on mute, buddy. (laughs) Oh, classic. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a novice move, buddy. It's good because it was, was, uh, yeah, it probably wasn't good for radio what I said. So (laughs) I think it it was all meant to be. But I think, Zach, the reason why is because you just never know what to expect when you see me pop in somewhere, right? Because I'm just... I'm I'm crazy, right? <laughs> Who knows? And as far as today for me, I'm it's like here's my good morning, okay, Edgar. Um, oh, you're on mute. Go, go. Oh, go. My good morning. <laughs> so I'm having like a roller coaster of emotions today, right? Because this week has been pretty. It's been rough. We had some some weird thing that happened on Tuesday where we had like some hurricane style winds that hit our valley and it hit us for about an hour or so hour and a half. And it looked like a war zone when you walked outside. Trees were falling everywhere. Roads were blocked. You couldn't see two houses in front of you because of the dirt. And it was just been a crazy week for us. So Wednesday, the day before yesterday was just unbelievable. It was like a 14-hour day. 
And then yesterday, same exact thing was crazy. And then this morning, I had to run out early in the morning to go um, take care of a pool because one of my clients, they live in Washington, but apparently the property manager called us up and they're having a bachelorette, a surprise bachelorette party or something like that. So we had to go over there and clean up this pool. And it was quite the mess. I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to tell me that they were calling you to strip at the bachelorette well, party. No, this is, look, what's funny. I was talking to mama about it and I'm like, well, it's a bachelorette party, right? And we usually service this pool on Saturday, but we're servicing today. So we haven't been there since the windstorm on Tuesday. We would service it tomorrow. So we cleaned it up today. We're there for a couple hours this morning. And I was telling mama on the way home, cause she's still over there finishing up. And I'm like, should I still stop by tomorrow? <laughs> Just kidding. No, not really. <laughs> so, you know how that goes. The pool guy, and they're going to start whistling and waiting for the pool guy to start right, well, tripping. No, trust me, if they see me walk by, they'll be like, whoa. You know what I mean? I'm the, I'm, I'm the typical ugly pool dude that's over there with the pool man tan, and I don't wear the leopard um, bikini or thong and have the, the ripped Arnold pump muscles. So I'm not, I don't fit that stereotype, I guess. I'm not that dude. So, um, but anyway, that's a mental picture. That's the bottom of the roller coaster for me, right? But then I'm also having a great day because, and this is 100% for real. I know the last podcast we had with Emily was just awesome. It was fun. And I'm looking forward to doing it again. Uh, she has a lot of great information. And I think this is a really important topic uh, for everybody who's out there, regardless of whether you're just starting out or you've been in the business forever. Social media, Yelp understanding the power of it and harnessing it and trying to you know use it for your benefit is i think extremely important for your business and third point is my crypto is blowing up today so i'm I'm a little happy about that too so uh i'm a big investor in litecoin and litecoin is through the moon uh today so i'm having a i'm having a pretty good day because i'm making money uh while i'm sitting here so that feels good emily Emily, I can't keep up with these guys. It's one day it's Sheba to the moon. Today it's right. light to the moon. Tomorrow right. it's the donkey to the moon. I, I can't keep up with all these young so, guys and all this cryptocurrency. Feed me all the wrong ones. He's like, yeah, this right. one, this is the one you want right here. Right, right. <laughs> Help me pump up the price so I can get out of it. <laughs> Try to get Zach to buy it so I can, I can cut some of my losses. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's funny. So, Emily, anyways. good morning. Good morning. John, thank you. I'm so flattered. I really last last time, if you guys remember, I was running around right before, like trying to get all my stuff together. So I did not even think I was going to be on my A game, but you guys helped me bring the heat. This is going to be fun. I think today's going to be fun. I think there's definitely going to be people listening who are like not on our page at the beginning, right? Like, I don't even want to bash your industry like that, but you are kind of late to the internet game in some respects when it comes to being a service provider, right? And that's a lot of service providers. Like, services on Yelp weren't even huge for the first, you know, five-ish years when we were getting started, but now they're massive. And I think part of it is a fear of criticism, right? Like there's just a lot more opportunity in your business for that kind of stuff to happen every once in a while where something goes wrong in services. So anyway, I'm excited to talk about this today. I feel like you guys bring really good stories that make people look at things differently. But I know I certainly have some stories and advice that 
is hopefully easy because it's all going to be free stuff that I'm going to be advising on. And I'll, I'll just start everything by saying, I also think maybe you are not the person who does this for your business. Maybe you give this to an employee. So anyway, that's kind of my concept coming into today. I have to say too that I'm excited about this conversation because I hope that there's people who just don't know what the first next step is. And I think we'll have a lot of good first step advice today. So anyway, oh, also you guys, your music. It didn't work last time. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? Look, we're, we're, we're moving up. We're actually if you ever consider out. changing the voice, who's that person? Do you have a connection to that person? Yeah. That's Edgar. why you, you want, you, it's your you want the connection? That's Edgar. No, no, no. No, I was just curious. Like, you know, let me know if you need my voice on anything for you. Yeah. Oh, oh cool. your voice. That'd be awesome. Uh, you know, <laughs> John, kidding. John, that's... John just really digs these recordings. Like he just won't stop oh, talking about them all the time. Emily. Well, that makes me happy. I'm going to start telling everyone, too. I put it on my Instagram. You saw. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I do want to talk really quick before we get started, and that is about the price increases that are coming. We talked about them on the Instagram Live on Wednesday, and we're going to do on the next podcast, we're going to do a deep dive into all these price increases because by then they probably are going to be out. But I don't want to scare people. I don't want people to think that what we're trying to do is scare. What we're trying to do is bring awareness, and that is our industry has been in this roller coaster for a year, year and a half now. And everything that we have talked about that we see coming has turned out to be far worse than what it actually is. And so those prices, those price increases that are coming are going to have a sticker shock for a lot of people. So I want everybody to be aware of them. They're going to start coming out this week. We'll definitely talk about those. But we just want you to be aware that, you know, you're really going to need to start looking at your business strategy for 2022. And that's going to be our next topic that we dive into. The other thing is that our next business class is going to be September 18th, guys. And that is the one where we do the deep dive into the business side of your business. And we talk about the pool nation metrics that we've created. We talk about progressive business metrics so that you can see your data ahead of time. We'll talk about the common reasons why small businesses fail. We talk about insurance, why it's so important. We talk about billing software, how to set it up so that it works for you and you're not having to spend so much time and ensuring that you have cash flow set up. We cover the different terms for accounting. We talk about fixed costs, operational expenses, all those. You'll create a P&L. You enter all your numbers into the system. And by the time that you're done with the class, if you have pulled all those numbers accurately, you're going to have a full-blown profit and loss, and you're going to know exactly where your profit is for your business and your cost of service, which is going to be very important moving forward with all these price increases. The next thing that I want to talk about, and we're going to try to get through these really quick so that we can get started with Emily, is we just launched our Pool Nation podcast peer-to-peer group. And this is going to be basically a safe, confidential space that provides us the opportunity for support and growth. And in these in this peer-to-peer platform, we are going to have these conversations, but in a private forum where we can talk about them, where you can talk specifically and bring your business questions specifically, and we can break those down and kind of get feedback from other pool business owners and kind of what they've done and what are some of the things that they've changed 
to make their businesses a lot more successful. So we have a peer-to-peer that we put on. We also have coaching, one-on-one coaching. So you can go to thepoolnationpodcast.com. You can check them out there. You can register for them. The peer-to-peer and the one-on-one are a monthly subscription, but they are a completely separate forum that we will be using to have those discussions. So uh, the first deep dive that we're going to do into that one is going to be the price increases and the business strategy, because the scary part is even though all these price increases are coming and it's going to be crazy, the biggest thing is that they don't see any changes in the supply for 2022. So what does that mean? That means that even though they're increasing all these prices, they're saying that we're going to continue to see the craziness and the shortage of the products that we're living today. So we need to start talking about 2022. So anyways, go to the poolnationpodcast.com. You can check them out there. You can register. You can message me, John or Zach, and we'll be glad to answer any questions. Can I cut in quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. for John. Please, okay. please. You guys, someone reached out to me on Yelp and they told me that they saw me on Pool Nation, obviously. And they were like, you got to tell me about John. He's trying to manufacture this skin line. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh god! See, this is what happens when I miss a podcast, right? So I wasn't here last week, and apparently these guys went off the deep end with this skincare product thing. And I, I'm yet to—I don't really know the details yet. I'm just waiting for checks to come in, or at least a royalty or some kind of commission checks to come in if if, if they are uh, launching a line. So um, I, maybe it's the lighting. You know, I got—I got—you know, Mama got me one of these little ring light things, so. Maybe that's what's making it work, but it's a lot better than Edgar telling me that um, that I look like I was on a bender last night because before <laughs> before this flawless skincare thing that we did, um, every time was like, geez, Edgar would look at me before the podcast or before we're doing the Zoom or a meeting. He's like, dude, are you okay, bro? You know what I mean? Have you slept? <laughs> look at the bags under your eyes. So I think he, he kind of gave me a complex. So I so I've changed my life for the better now, and and now I'm uh the ambassador of flawless skincare, apparently. So here's what, here's what happened, Emily. He's kind of giving you a BS story. So what happened is I did call him out because he did have bags under his eyes, right? Totally had bags, like if he was on a bender. And then he just decided all of a sudden, and ask Zach, he's been on this kick about like this skincare routine. And that's all he talks about. And all he talks about is now he wants to do skin. And look at his skin right now. Tell me that his skin does not look sharp. And he's trying to say it's a light. Yeah, you're trying to say it's a light. So, you know what, John? And I'm going to call your BS out right here on the podcast because everybody knows that John loves when we do the audios for the commercials and the infomercials. And what he did is he was like, hey, Edgar, can you reach out to... You know, the one that does all of our recordings and can you put together a recording for the skincare product and all that. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play it and I'm going to play the first one with the script that John sent me for the skincare that he wants to launch. So listen to this and tell me if, if I'm the one making it up. Listen to this. Wow. Introducing Flawless Skincare, a skincare product created by the best looking pool pro for all the pool pros. 
Our line was built out of a need to not just feel good, but look good. JJ Flawless is not your typical skincare founder. He is a trained pool pro and co-host of the Pool Nation podcast. Wow. John has been dedicated to the pool service and repair industry and for the past few months has been developing the best skincare line dedicated to the pool pros. What does a pool pro like John know about skincare, you may ask? What? Well, a lot. I started the company because all of the natural skincare products that I used just didn't work. They did not make me look good on the Instagram lives, podcasts, and in front of my customers. I wanted to offer Pool Pros a face care system that was easy to use, good for your skin, and got you the results you want. JJ Flawless. He developed a natural face care system for your entire face care routine. Hydrating and protecting, cleansing, exfoliating, and much more. Every product comes with a skincare guide to show you how to accurately use the product and be able to land every account you ever wanted. For pricing, visit Instagram at JJ Flawless Pools and message for a special offer. To our listeners, this is not real and is just intended for comedy. We are not liable if you are unable to procure good Pool Nation skincare. So how did you like your recording, John? Would, would you approve of that recording for us to put it as a sponsor? Wow, you guys, <laughs> man. Why, why am I the one that always gets made fun of like this, right? First it was the birthday, right? And then now this. That That is, wow. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like Unsolved Mysteries. You know what I mean? We're talking. That was brilliant. Um, I, you obviously put a lot of effort into that. You have to send me that recording clip because I'm going to start playing it. <laughs> I want you to know that our Facebook live comments are going crazy over here and the hearts are flying and Jeanette is going hilarious. Oh. I need this one to hide all my wrinkles. <laughs> Holy moly. You guys are. So guys, John is developing this line. He's going to be putting that line out soon. So you'll be able to do that. I suggest that you follow him on Instagram at JJ Flawless Pools. Is it John? JJ Flawless Pools. Send him a message and he'll send you a coupon for a discount. And we'll definitely have the release date of that coming out soon. So we love you, John. But that's what happens. That's what happens when you when you skip the podcast. Your social platform is about to explode. Oh my God, right? <laughs> so, yeah, all right, guys. I might come up with something. I'll private label something out there. <laughs> sure. All right. Emily's going to be sitting here going, guys, we've been talking for 20 minutes and we haven't even started with the podcast. Can you guys like, please focus here and let's kind of get this thing show on the road. So, all right, guys. So before we get started, I want to do one last thing. And that is normally we do shout outs of the week and I have quite a few for this week. I want to do some shout outs for all those that are taking our Pool Nation business training class on the 18th. And that's Ken from New Image Pool, Brianna from Clean Pool Family, Brian from Pool Bros, Texas, Joey from Pool Assassins, Mike from Spartan Pools, John from Ultra Blue Pools, and Mike from Always Clear Pools. So big shout out to you guys. Guys, we only have three spots. You want them. Go to poolnation.online, register there. There is some homework that you need to do, and there'll be a phone call with me beforehand so that we can focus and make sure that you have all the stuff that you need for the class. So about time. Emily, you see what we have to deal with here? 
I mean, look, we're we're 21 minutes into this podcast and we haven't even. <laughs> My cheeks even hurt, you guys. I'm going right, to be serious when I'm answering from now on because they hurt so much. Okay, oh. I do have a hard stop this week, unlike last week, but it's not at the top sure. of the hour. Okay, it's at ten what time? after. Uh, ten after. So we have okay. 50 minutes now. So like this. Okay. Um, All right, game time. Okay, right? <laughs> game game time right now. All right, John, game, go. It's game time. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Can you tell us what are the main platforms that Pull Pro should be on? Uh, okay. So, so first of all, we talked about if you need a website or not in the last episode we did together. So go back and listen to us talk about that. Decide for yourself. Yelp for sure, right? Now, there are other services sites. So do a little bit of searching in your area. Maybe do a Google search for pool cleaning in the city you live in and see what type of sites are popping up, right? You're going to see Yelp at the top of that list below the ads for sure. But you're going to see some other sites like probably Thumbtack. Um, there was just a merge, right, of like Angie's List and someone else. Those two merge, so you can kind of look for that. But that's how I would discover what platforms. Now, I will say... When you're talking about connecting with customers, maintaining that engagement, you want to focus on maybe three to five max because you can't be everywhere and do it well. It's better to have places where you engage. So don't have an Instagram and a Facebook if you don't have time to do both. Maybe see where your core demographic is or where the target that you want to grow customers is and use that social platform. I will just also say with social, I think you guys are particularly in an industry where you need to get a little bit personable behind the Instagram account, right? So show pictures of and videos of your team working on pools and they can be having fun. Why can't there be music playing while two of your staff members are going through and doing, uh, you know, a regular cleaning of one of your bigger, cooler to look at properties and maybe you can turn that into a time lapse or something like that. That. But I think at the end of the day, find those services platforms that consumers in your area are searching on, focus on two to five of them, and then have one social that you do well, or figure out a way to leverage the same social content and repost on multiple platforms. Emily, how would these online platforms shape a business? So I think you want to think about the way people find you or hear about you. If I move to a new area and I have a pool for the first time in my life and I'm near neighbors who also have pools, I'm probably going to ask them who they use. Maybe I'm going to get a flyer to my house in the mail. Uh, maybe I'm going to see something at my grocery store, but I'm ultimately going to go to the internet and look for that business, no matter how I heard about them, if I heard about them as a referral. And so for you as a business, you're online visibility, and especially as a business that doesn't have brick and mortar, is basically the reflection of your business, right? So the information needs to be completed and it needs to be accurate. Now, it's easy to do that. You don't need to go to all these bajillion sites and fill everything out. If you have your Google page and your Yelp page completed, that's going to autofill a lot of these other sites. For example, GoDaddy or, um, you know, what are like Safari? Those are pulling from sites like Yelp. So 
as long as you get your business information correct on those business listing sites, that's a reflection of you. And on sites like Yelp, where consumers are uploading a lot of content, you want to add to that, which is why it's so important because it's your opportunity to display who you are in visuals, in a description, which can have keywords that are important to you, in photo captions that show the type of client and the type of services you're trying to provide. How important is a digital presence in these platforms You know, nowadays? I don't think it's an option anymore, to be honest. I think it's a need to have. And if you're not the one who can handle that, again, I keep coming back to this, bring someone on to do it. And that could be a part-time person that you pay a little bit to manage. One of your employees maybe could take that on as an additional responsibility, or maybe you just have someone in your life who can handle that for you. I think that depends on the size of your business, how big your team is, how many accounts you have. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's a choice. I think it's a need to have. And I think that it should be the same presence across all of the platforms. So sure, maybe you're a little bit more personable on Instagram because you're in video form and you're showing a little bit more and it's behind the scenes, maybe not quite as polished as some of the other online presences, but they need to have consistency across them. I should be feeling reinforced when I look at your website and your Yelp page and your Google listing that you are the same business. I should get the same vibe from all those presence places. I think you really nailed it on that. And when customers shop or when we shop or or just human nature, when you have a a plethora of options and all there are differences in names. So image and first impression is the website or however they interact with your business initially, right? And a lot of times they don't make that phone call until after they've gotten a good impression from either a website or reviews or word of mouth or whatever, whatever the case may be. So it's really important to put your best foot forward because when a client is presented with so many different choices, they're taking a chance, right? Or they're trying to figure out what are the odds or what's the best company, you know, and uh, who should I go for? And then, and then they kind of go from there. It's, It's just like anything in life. What looks good initially in our mind, it triggers and says, oh, this must be a good company or, oh, this must be a more established company or this person knows what they're doing because they have a good online presence or they they say they're certified in this or they say they have this or that or they've been in business for so long and whatever it is. So I stress to everybody that an online presence in all platforms, whatever you can get. And I think what you touched on is don't try to stretch yourself thin and try to make every single page and every single uh, social media outlet the absolute best at first. Focus on some of the main three, right? The big three so that, because it takes a lot of time and effort, right? To do social media right. And at least to do your website, or if you're not going to pay somebody, you're going to do it yourself. And it, it really puts a lot of, you have to really put a lot of effort into it. And you might not see the results immediately, it's not tangible immediately. You don't get to hold it, but trust me, down the road, it pays off in dividends because the majority of your phone calls come from those types of outlets. And I think you nailed it on the head when it came down to having to really focus on, especially the the top three that are out there. So on to the next question, and I know we keep beating down on this, but just so we can kind of show the difference, 
why do pool pros need online platforms, right? There's guys and girls that have been doing it for 10, 15, 20, 30 years and say, I've been doing really, really well this whole time and I don't need it, right? And that's the, the pushback or feedback that you might get from them. So what are some of the advantages that you see that the pool pros either who have it and who don't have um, that online presence? It's more about what you want for your business. So if you're an independent operator, it's just you, right? And you have a book of business that pays your bills and is the amount of work you want to do and keeps you happy. If that's what you want and you're not looking to add to that clientele base, Okay, that could be that could be valid. Maybe you don't need a, a digital billboard for people to find you and reach out to you. But I just truly don't think that that's many people because even if you're thinking you got a couple seasons left in you, you're probably going to need to have some clients flowing back in because you have some inevitably flowing out or maybe not having you scheduled for as often of cleanings as they used to have or maybe they're not using their pool for one season because they're out of town or whatever the case is. You can't necessarily predict 100% of your income. And so I think it's always good for you to have that set up so that when you need those new clients, you're just really like turning on the lights, if you will. And let me take it one step back and say, pool pros fall in the category of service providers who 99% of the time don't have a brick and mortar. And if anything, maybe your vehicles are your moving billboard, like maybe you've decided to, you know, have your whole van be very eye-catching and it's whatever. Everyone sees it on the highway and you've got seven of them and people recognize you. That's awesome. But think of your Yelp page, your Google page, your website, your Instagram account as those trucks that you don't have to pay for driving around the World Wide Web. And I don't think a lot of people these days see a van on the internet or see a van on the internet, see a van on the highway and think, yeah, my pool pro sucks. I'm going to call those guys. I think if anything, they see it, they love the branding and they go check out your website or they Google you or they go to Yelp and they look at your reviews. That digital presence is a free way for you to promote the information that matters to you that needs to get in front of customers. And let me also say that, John, you made a great point. Like there's invested time and in some cases money up front to get this stuff set up. But a lot of it, especially in your industry, is a little bit set it and forget it from the perspective of let's meet with a website designer. Let's get feedback from friends and people in the industry. Let's pay to get this set up. But unless you're doing a rebrand or completely changing the cleaning services you provide or going after a whole new industry of clientele, probably won't need to change your website for a while, right? You're probably just paying like a hosting fee, but it's an upfront plan. How is this going to look? Who are we trying to reach? What are the keywords and services we're trying to get in front of them? Think of that billboard or that brick and mortar store, like it's being built, right? With a little bit of time, money and energy, and then it'll continue to work for you. And the only time you'll need to engage with it is if you're answering quote requests and you've decided to turn that button on, or you know, if you're starting a new series to talk about all the new employees you have for the busy season, whatever the case may be, 
it's going to take time in the beginning to set it up, but then it's more about maintenance and letting it run on its own and be your brand while you do other things. So you're getting crypto money right now while we're talking on this podcast. If you set up your website and your Yelp page and your Google, people with pools can find you while you clean pools. I want to tag on to that too, because there's some guys or gals that are out there and they're going, well, I'm happy with where I'm at, or I have enough accounts and I'm not taking on more accounts. Right. And that's one of the pushbacks. Well, this is what I challenge them to think differently and say, well, you can, there's always a better pool out there. The goal of any business is to have better clients or quality clients. And in the pool industry, it's extremely important and it makes a big difference on the type of accounts you have, the location of the accounts that you have, the quality of the accounts that you have, right? All those things come into play. And if you're capped out as a one polar, two polar, and you have X amount of pools, there's, you can always, and we've talked about this since the very beginning, where we have our top 10 list and our bottom 10 list. And as we grow and as we gain better clients, we drop the lower clients and we have a grading system. So we're at the point where, you know, we're in search of a better pool or a better paying customer or a better quality backyard, you know, because we want our jobs to be as easy as possible, right? And still be able to deliver the results and the promises that that we set forth or that we give our clients. So there's nothing wrong with that. And I guarantee anybody who's listening to this podcast or who's going to listen to it, and even if they're in a great position, that there are pools that they have that they wouldn't mind getting rid of, but they don't because they don't want to lose that income. And if you don't have phone calls coming in, and I know guys that have been doing it for years and they don't get any phone calls. Like, I mean, our phone goes off all the time. I know, Zach, I know your phone goes off all the time. And they, the clients that they get, they might get maybe one or two, three, maybe a year because it's word the mouth and they've kind of been established and there's already um, a lot of pool companies out there. And it's just kind of the way it is where we're getting calls. Like I get like five calls a day for new clients and it's from Yelp. It's from Google. It's from my website. It's from our trucks. It's from word of mouth. And because I have that opportunity I can go through that and cycle through my customers and start building a more cherry route or get a cream puff pool. Because when I talk to customers, I tell them this, if I have to work so hard at your pool, I'm doing something wrong. Either it's the wrong pool, the wrong backyard, or I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But there's a certain amount of time that I should spend at your pool in a perfect day. If, if I'm in your backyard for, um, for 17 minutes, because that's how long it takes me to brush to go through my chemicals, to add the stuff into my app and do whatever I need to do, check on the equipment, stuff like that. In a perfect day, that's perfect, right? But if if I'm if I have to stay here for 45 minutes, an hour, or an hour and a half, then something's wrong. And I don't I don't want that pool. And that goes down on my list. And then when I pick up these new clients and I go and I check them or I do these new quotes, I'm very selective and I see the qualities that I'm that I want in a pool. And if we do take them on, then in turn, the end of the month, the pools that are on the bottom of our list, we send out cancellation notices and we tell them, hey, we're no longer servicing that area or, you know, we're moving on or we'll sell the account or however it is. And that way you build a tighter route and a more profitable route. So when you wake up in the morning, you actually want to go into a backyard and not dread going into a backyard. And here's well, the- I'm like. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Emily. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, like, what about when you want to change your prices or reevaluate a contract with a client? It's like if you're not kind of pushing the seams of being busy and filling a full week of your team's schedule, then maybe you're afraid to be paid appropriately. I had a friend who was starting her own floral business and she had subscriptions, tons of them, because she was so freaking cheap, like half the cost of what I would pay to go into a grocery store and get flowers, right? And I know some of you are cleaning pools for very cheap. And it's like, okay, that was great for her to build a customer base and become a reliable, you know, deliverer and have high quality and consistency. But at one point she had to say, okay, I got to drop the baggage. And if I double my price, at least half of these people are going to stay with me. And they're the ones I want to keep. And then I can curate new clients. So like, maybe you haven't changed your prices in a while or quoted at what you feel is fair because you need that job. And that's where I would kind of challenge you to open up the floodgates of getting in conversation with more people who own pools. And that was exactly what I was going to talk about, especially this time where we need to charge more money and we need to have those higher rates. What better time to just take on new clients and quote a higher rate and just, there you go. Even if it's just for that one thing, exactly what Emily was saying is charge that higher rate and then push that profit up towards the top. But I think our industry for some reason is always, like Emily says, kind of like a little bit behind the eight ball, right? Even in some of the searches that she's done and the stuff she's been looking at, she's been asking, why are you guys kind of behind a little bit? But, you know, I think the guys just kind of get into that comfort zone. And then John, like you're saying, they just kind of go, well, I don't need it. I don't want it. But it's the wrong mentality to have, especially now with everything that we're going through. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's, you could do less work and make the same amount of money when you're getting paid appropriately. So Emily, next question is, how can I build a stronger presence on the online platforms? Yeah, I think the most important part is engagement. So a lot of you might just need to get over the emotional hump of deciding to be a business that engages with social media, right? Like my dad owns his own business and he's always like, yeah, I don't use social. I'm like, dad, that's not like a, ba- a badge of honor. Just because you're not the one posting on Facebook, like you should have someone doing that for you, you know? And I believe that to be true in any industry. Like even if you're not getting tons and tons of reviews, because that's not the type of business you own, services being one of them, you still need to plan to engage to build a presence. And I also think it goes back to what we were talking about before, which is putting the time in up front, completing the profile, spending the 30 or 45 minutes on Yelp to go through and fill out all of the free sections where you can put more keywords, where you can add more visuals, where you can activate a button for people to message you. Just logging in and setting the time to go through and make sure you're using all of the features of a free profile, that is the very first step. And so maybe that's where you begin. It's a social media checklist and you start by listing the sites and then it's accurate information and then it's who's checking on this. So you need to turn notifications on for all these platforms. And that's how you stay engaged on it without having to constantly check in. You wait for those notifications to come. And again, is that an email address that's just general for the company that they all go through and managers are handling different days? 
that's the kind of operational stuff that you're going to have to do internally. And it sounds like these guys have classes and programs where you could come and talk through that. But the way to have the strong presence is to dedicate to engagement and decide who's going to do it, fill everything out in the beginning so that it's accurate and complete, and then have notifications and people assigned to manage it moving forward. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. And when we come back, I will jump back into the next question. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile, and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Do you know the actual cost of the pool service you provide or the financial health of your pool business? If you don't, it can put you out of business. Pool Nation has created a business training that focuses on the financial side of your business. What we've done, guys, is we've put a training class together that focuses on five metrics that we've created. The goal is you do it, and by the time that you're done with the class, you have all those numbers, you have all that data. It is the only course that as you enter your data into our exclusive software, it will tell you how much money you are making or losing. It's that simple. We talk about the metrics, we talk about insurance, what to look for. We talk about billing software. By the time you are done with the training, you will know your exact cost to service a pool, fixed cost of cleaning, your average profit per pool, your average monthly rate, 
repair profits and profit percentage, and how much money you are actually making. And we have had people that have taken the class and had some cash flow issues, and they've made some adjustments with their billing software, and that's kind of solved that issue. During the training utilizing our software, you will create your business profit and loss. Once you create your P&L, we will cover the fundamentals of the P&L and how important it is to the success of your business. For more information and the next training dates, visit www.poolnation.online. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you get to keep. For more training dates, go to www.poolnation.online. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Emily, the host of Behind the Review podcast with Yelp. We are talking about online platforms and why they're so important, even if you hate those. So, Emily, let me jump into the next question. What part do reviews play on these online platforms? All of these online platforms have owned media, the information you're putting on them, and earned media the type of information that people share about your business based on the work you do. And that's always been the world we've lived in as business owners and entrepreneurs. You do a billboard, you send a flyer out, you you know put a little ad in the high school, whatever. That's you telling the world about your business. But then your customers have talked to their colleagues, their family members, their friends. In the current digital age, they've gone online. And consumers in 2021 want to see a little bit of both. They want to know for sure what services you provide. They want to know if there's information about minimum job price or whatever, right? Information that you need to tell them. But then they want to know what your customers think about if your guys look professional when they show up or, you know, to your point, John, does it take two hours to clean the pool? Do you change the day you're coming every week? Like, That's the stuff where it's almost like restaurant photos, right? I love to see professional photos. They look great. But I truly want to see what Zach's steak looks like when he gets it and takes a photo with his phone. And so it's the same thing for you guys. You have a lot of content and information you're going to put out there, but you are ensuring that your consumer is so happy about their pool that they want to upload pictures to Instagram. And if they associate how awesome their pool is with your business, then they're more likely to share their experience. And it's not always about writing a review, but for the consumers that do, that's a great way for you to promote that out and get more trust. We're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, pros and cons and positive and negative and all that. But I will also say that reviews additionally play the role of allowing you to reflect your customer service practices. People might think five-star reviews and a perfect five-star page is the way to go. Truth be told, you're probably better off if you have a couple critical reviews. It makes you look real, especially if you have tons of reviews, right? If you only have a few, maybe you don't have a critical one. But there's a lot of data that shows consumers trust that more. And so a critical review is a chance for you to reply, for you to show what your business does if a consumer brings a concern to you. So that's where I think there's value even beyond just them sharing their experience. It's you joining that conversation and reflecting your customer service as well. Speaking of pros and cons, what do you think are the pros and cons of reviews for a business? 
You know, I think the biggest pro is gleaning insights and information, hearing what your customers love about you, ensuring that you are doing things that you believe are part of your brand mission. But cons come into play when you're not open to feedback, when you're more worried about a five-star rating than the experience a consumer had. And I think cons can be really just the emotional negativity that reviews can have. And I think as humans, we all need to acknowledge it's tough to get a negative review. It sucks, right? You work really hard so that your consumers are happy, so that your clients love it when you show up, so that they're thrilled about the way their pool looks. But sometimes it doesn't go that perfectly, right? I mean, sometimes things are out of your control and sometimes it's things in your control that go wrong or humans. And so the cons to reviews are if something like that throws your whole day or week or month out of whack. Like if that sends you spiraling, that's a con to reviews. And so I think the way around that is coming back to the pros, looking at the fact that you can gain insights, looking at the fact that you can't be the eyes and ears of your business all the time. And feedback is important. I also think that pros of reviews is amplification of word of mouth. So for many pool pro businesses, word of mouth has been the bread and butter. And now that just gets to exponentially grow because their recommendation isn't just to the people they know who have pools. It's to anyone in their area searching for a pool pro. Yeah, it's always tough to get negative feedback, but I am one of those people at first, I would take it very personally, but now I do love getting the insights of it because it just shows us where we can improve. Um, we've talked about a kind of a more of a general idea of online platforms. I want to dig in a little bit and have you explain how Yelp works as an online platform. So Yelp's main goal is to connect consumers with great local businesses. And you actually might be surprised to hear that when Yelp was first started, it wasn't for restaurants. Like the intention was when our CEO, Jeremy, was looking for a doctor and couldn't really find any good way to get a doctor besides going through your insurance or finding a doctor and then seeing if they go with your insurance. And you couldn't really get feedback in the same place that you could find a provider. So that was the plan for Yelp. But people obviously eat three times a day. They're more likely to go out and do that stuff than they are to find a doctor or look for a pool pro. So we grew as a restaurant site and a way for consumers to share their experiences and for others to find great places, whether it was in their own hometown or when they traveled. And as the site grew and became present in more and more categories, the main goal for us was to just grow the content to get people sharing their experiences. And I think it's really critical to point out that only about 1% of Yelp users actually write reviews. So it's not our habitual nature as people to write a review for everywhere we go. It's just not what we do. And so far more often are people searching or nowadays, maybe they're just uploading photos or they're writing a tip or something of that nature. And so as the platform has evolved and consumers have started looking for certain information or industries, the platform has grown to provide that information. And now today in 2021, 
Our main goal is predominantly to give business owners a platform to connect with customers. So a vast majority of what is available on Yelp is free. You can log into your business owner's account at business.yelp.com. You can do everything from changing your hours to adding photos and adding specialties. But then you can also turn on messages for free and start getting inbound requests for business, you know, and you can also pay if you want to change or enhance some of the visual ways your page looks or promote your business above number one when people are searching for pool pros in your area. So at its core, it's trying to provide an opportunity to connect service providers, local businesses, brands, with people looking for what they offer in their area. And something that I think is really critical when you think about or understand Yelp is how far down in the funnel we are, right? So if someone's searching on Yelp for a pool provider, they have a pool, okay? Like 97% of the people searching are going to result in a transaction within a week of their search. So they're not like potentially going on Google to find out what it would be like to own a pool or figure out, you know, can you take care of a pool yourself or do you have to hire a pool pro? Like if they're going to Yelp, they already know what they need and they're just looking for someone to provide it. And so for a business owner, it's a suite of free tools to allow you to let the world know who you are and get connected to the people looking for what you do. Let me ask you this. So obviously there's a lot of different platforms out there. And I think one of the things that you talked about is that other websites pull information from Yelp. So that would be obviously something important for me as a business owner to make sure, you know, I'm on Yelp. But, you know, what other reasons do the pool pros have that they should be on Yelp? I think there's a few. One, it just matches the rest of your brand. So a presence on our site is just a validation of who you are. It's almost like if you don't have the listing, people might be unsure if you're still in business or maybe if, you know, this website is a pool business that no longer services pools after the pandemic. That's kind of the number one reason is it's almost like there being a yellow pages and you choosing to just not even have a listing. Like, sure, you might not buy a quarter page ad, but you're going to for sure have your name in the yellow pages. And that's how I would think about Yelp when it comes to having your free listing. But I also think that we are in a current environment and moving forward into future years, it's not going to change where customers expect to be able to reach you in a variety of ways. So they don't want to just have to call you. They might want to fill out a contact form or they might want to give you some information and make sure you are a good fit before they take the time to have you come out and look or hop on a phone. And so having that presence, having that information filled out in a main area that people go will just get ahead of, again, if you're in a place where you're looking for leads, right? It's that proactive approach to being found, to showing legitimacy to what you do, and to giving color to the services you provide and your team. I mean, in some respects, it's showing the human element of who you are simply in pictures, and it's validating the services you provide by selecting them within your category. You know, it's giving that basic general information and having you in a place where people are going when they need you. 
So what are some of the best practices for those that want to use Yelp or any other online platform? Any business when they're starting this or making sure they're updating this online presence of theirs should begin by writing a business description. Who are you? What's your elevator pitch, right? And that business description should incorporate keywords and phrases that tell people what you do. So maybe you start by doing Google and Yelp searches for pool pros. And by the way, on Yelp, if you put a location in and then you start searching for a service, it will show you with predictive results what the most common searches in the area are. So if you start typing the word pool, for example, in Austin, Texas, you'll see what ways people search with pool. So maybe it's pool cleaner, maybe it's pool services, maybe it's, I don't know, pool installation. You'll see when you start to type what I mean about it showing you, but that would be a good way first is to figure out the words, the keywords and phrases that describe your business, describe the services and describe the clients you're looking for. And so some of that, as we talked about last time, might be brand names. You could have some clients who are searching for pool pros based on the brand of stuff that they own, right? The brand of pool. Yeah. So keep that in mind, come up with a description and use that across all platforms. So you don't need to rethink of your business description when you write your website and your Google page and your Yelp page. You can use the same description, the same important information on all those platforms. And then you want to make sure you have at least 10 images. I think that's a bare minimum. And so if you're just thinking about what to get together to upload everywhere, it's like, all right, I got my business description. I got my images. And then maybe you want to stretch your goal to get some more human elements to your profiles. Because I think sometimes in services, it's like, ugh, they don't want to see 20 pictures of the pool, you know, chemicals and my staff doing them. Like, yeah, they do. If they're looking for a pool pro, yeah, they do. So upload a bunch of photos, you know, show your team. I think that's the most important thing. You guys have people at people's houses. I want to see what these people look like, okay? So get a Rolodex of images together. And I'm not saying hire a photographer, spend hundreds of dollars, do a professional shoot. Like, no. Show up on one of your sites to check in on one of your team members, whip your phone out, and take some pictures, okay? And then when you upload them, caption them with a little bit of thought and describe the service, Monthly pool cleaning for a client in Wynwood, Texas. I don't know. I'm just making up a caption for you, right? But when you have that little kit, your description, your images, a list of your services and keywords that you want to be found for, then you just go create the content, do it, put it up there. And unless it's a social site, you don't need to be continuously creating content, right? It's like, put it up there go back in and change it when things change with your business. Emily, can you briefly talk about the differences between a targeted audience versus a general audience when it comes to these online platforms? Yeah. So I think you want to think about a general audience when you're setting up all your listings. Everyone needs to know what hours you service pools. Everyone needs to know your phone number, your website, 
that's the same. But when you're thinking about what platforms to be present on, or when you're thinking about where to invest more time or dollars when it comes to social or trying to buy leads, that's when you want to think of your targeted audience. And I think there's two ways to think of a targeted audience. One, who are you currently serving? What does your list of clients look like? Do they have similarities and commonalities between them that are kind of defining who they are? Is it an age range? Is it a, you know, income level of their homes? Is it a neighborhood? Like there could be a couple of ways that your current list is defined. Do you like that? That's a question. Do you like your current clients? Do you want more of them or do we want to move away from them? You can redefine who you're ideal client audiences. Doesn't have to stay the same forever. Now, hey, if you've serviced these three major neighborhoods for years and it's all people 55 plus in Arizona and they're snowbirds, like sure, then maybe then that's it and you're staying with them. Okay. But that would be how I think of general versus targeted. And now once you have your targeted audience and if they're different, current and who you're going after, if they're different, then that's where we're going to go back to that concept of pricing people out or, you know, growing where we want before we eliminate people. But once you know that target demo, that's where you can start to spend, especially to get to them. So what do I mean by that? Social media or, you know, Yelp ads, you can really target those geographically, uh, you know, by demographic. And so you can spend more to grow an audience. The ways that I would break out pool pro demos, and you guys, please correct me if you're wrong or if I'm wrong, is it's really all about like pool size, how nice the pool is, right? Like the neighborhoods they're in and then the age demographic of your customer. Would you say that's the best way to break it out? Household income, disposable income, things like that. Yeah. So again, you can get after those people through targeted advertising on these platforms that you have a presence, but you can also do old school ways of buying demos too. Like you guys have all done that. I'm sure if you've been around long enough where you've flyered an area, am I telling you that's the best way to advertise? Probably wouldn't be my first pick, but I think targeted demographic works the same exact way. So this isn't necessarily a new concept for social media that you have to teach yourself. You've probably been doing this all along. You just maybe haven't consciously thought and strategized around it. Guys, normally here, what we do is I jump in and I say, hey, let's take a word from our sponsors. And then I jump back and go, hey, welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Emily. We're kind of running a little bit out of time. Emily is on a hard stop. So what we're going to do is normally we come back from the sponsors and we take final thoughts. So what I'm going to do this week is I'm just going to do one final thoughts. And so here we go, John. I'm going to let you do your final thoughts on today's episode. Me? Really? I'm the rambler? Yep. The rambler? And and here's here's the thing. Emily just put her watch on and said, hey, you got about six six minutes for your final thought. So so she's going to turn it around and she's going to go. No, I did not. Right? I'll be really quick. So people are afraid of change, especially people that have been doing something the same way for such a long time, old timers, however it is. They're afraid of change and especially doing something new. And 
online presence platform, Instagram, Facebook, Google, all, all that stuff that's out there is different, especially for people that are the older clientele or older people that have been in the business for a while. It's not their generation. And anything like that kind of freaks them out. And unless you can show them a benefit, I mean, I don't know, think of it like this. My mother-in-law and my father-in-law were anti-computer, anti-phones, anti-everything. They absolutely hated it all. Never wanted, I'm never going to touch it. Oh, I'll never, 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 never. But once my father-in-law understood the phone and the computer and the internet, right? Oh my God. Every day I get emails and text messages, Amazon, buy me this. Can you order me this? Can you find me this? Can you do me this? Can you do me that? And he lives off of it, right? Because it's something they don't know and they have an experience, so they don't feel it. They don't see the benefit of it. And I think the same thing with Yelp and Google and online um, platforms like that is like, if you don't actually experience it and see what it can actually do for your business, it's kind of hard to grasp and understand the importance of it. But with like a phone and a computer, if you don't want to use it, it's not going to hurt you. But with an online platform like this, like Yelp, for instance, it can hurt you. You can't be the ostrich and throw your head in the sand and say and pretend like, hey, oh, if I don't get on Yelp or if I don't do this, I don't do that, it's not going to affect me. Well, the reality is this. If you don't create a Yelp page, someone's going to create a Yelp page for you. And chances are, and I can tell you, I've had a lot of friends that I've talked to and I've said, okay, look, oh, you don't have Yelp? You don't have Yelp? Oh, no, I don't have Yelp. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you have a Yelp page. Really? Oh, yeah, you have a Yelp page. And, you know, believe it or not, you actually have great reviews. You have like four or five reviews out there. You need to harness that, claim that page, right? Harness it and use it. And then they've told me, okay, I've done it, walked them through it. And they've done it all of a sudden, like, damn, John, I've gotten like four, five, six different phone calls this month alone from it. And it's just changed their outlook and made them feel like, oh my God, you know, I'm actually starting to get these clients that are rolling in. Not every story works out like that. But the truth is, this is something that you're going to have to do regardless. And the day and age that we live in, every year that passes by, the younger and younger crowd gets a little bit older. The, the age of the internet and the iPhone and the TikTok and the Instagram, that is the new people now that are buying homes and, and having new families and getting pools, right? And that is their number one way of communicating and finding out where to get businesses. And the days, it's just like writing letters. We don't write letters anymore, right? We used to, and that's how I used to communicate before. And everything changed over to email finally and eventually. Same thing here. People are not looking in yellow pages. That's not how they find businesses anymore. They're looking on Instagram. They're looking on TikTok. They're looking on Facebook, Yelp, all those pages, Thumbtack. And if you're not on there, they're not going to see you. And if they don't see you, they're going to find one of 500 other businesses that are there. So you either change with the times or you get left behind. So I'll just leave it at that with two minutes left. Wow. Check that out. Checking out the time. In 100% agreement, John, we've been talking about it all along. And that is that the generation that's now buying pools is very different than it was 10 years ago, you know? And so that's going to continue to change. So those people that don't want to change will definitely be left out. So guys, I want to thank Emily so much for coming and joining us on the podcast. Emily, we love having you on the podcast. Uh, I think you're kind of, we were talking about it and we're like, Emily's on and we were kind of all excited. Woohoo! Cause you just kind of jump right in with us. So 
we appreciate that. The information that you share on our podcast, I think is huge for our listeners and for our base as well. So thank you so much for doing the podcast. We still have two more to go. I don't know. We might need to sign a contract and do some yeah, more right. guys. We might need to have her more often. So right. anyways, uh, John, Zach, as usual, I want to thank you for your time for coming on to the podcast and uh, we appreciate it. So we will talk next week, guys. All right. Have a good night or a good day. See you guys later. Bye. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform to Dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way. May not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.